What is going on? My name is Taylor, and this podcast is called Who Knows, a podcast that works to answer the simply complicated questions of life and promote a life of self-love, mental health, and creating your own normal. Don't worry, we are just as lost as you are. Hello, everyone. It is so good to be back at it with the who knows. I hope everyone is having a fantabulous new year. I'm so looking forward to all that this year has to offer, especially graduating. Listen, I love school and I'm learning so much. Like I am I would not be the person that I am today if I didn't go to grad school. I feel that way. Um, But I am ready to graduate. Uh, I'm thriving with my thesis. Everything's going well. But I'm just, you know, there's, I'm ready to move on to the next phase of my life. And I have so many big plans. And I just want to really get that going. But here we are back at who knows. And I'm super excited because this is always my favorite thing to do. So we have a couple of announcements this week. Uh, If you haven't heard already, we are live on Patreon and you can go over there and support us for as little as $1 a month. And that'd be really awesome for you to do because if you support us through Patreon, it'll help us to not only create more things in the who knows averse, the who knows world, but we will, you know, be able to dedicate more time to making the show itself and we will be able to support the people that make it. So go on over there and check it out. There's video, there's there's tons of different tiers that you can choose from. And like I said, as little as $1. So go on over there and check it out. So this is really exciting. We have a new partner. We are partnered with Go Love Yourself. And Go Love Yourself is a self-care subscription box. And it's designed to help women to improve their lives and serve as a source of courageous connection with other fabulous women. Sharon, who's the one who created Go Love Yourself, is so cool. And we are so excited for this opportunity to work with her. And this awesome subscription box that it has a message that we truly stand for. And if you go over to our partners tab on who knowspod.com, there's a little section for go love yourself. And there's a big old learn more button. Go learn more. Go check out go love yourself. Sharon's awesome. The subscription box is awesome. And we've posted a little bit about it on our Instagram. And we really think that you should check it out because what they are doing is amazing. So we also have a couple shout outs for Apple Podcasts and for Patreon for our lovely patrons. So first will be Apple Podcasts. And if you did not know this already, the best way to support Who Knows is by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and you will get a shout out. So this week's shout out goes to APB Finance. Thank you so much for your review. And Logan Landry. Thank you so much for your review. And here are our Patreon shout outs. So we have our first shout out for our first patron, Hallie Boyd. Hallie Boyd, you are amazing. Thank you so much for supporting us via the Patreon. We really appreciate it. And we are so excited to have you in the Who Knows fam. You're all in the Who Knows fam. But if you want to be killing it and like living your dreams even more than you already are, if you want to elevate your dreams in a way that patrons do, go be a patron. Are you a brand? Do you have a thing? 
that you make or sell? Do you want tons of people with very good taste to hear about your product? Who Knows is here to help. We are a podcast with listeners who want to hear about you. And we have ad spots just like this one with your name on it. So contact us at podcastwhonows at gmail.com to advertise your brand on the coolest podcast around. We're gonna talk about all the things. So we have a segment on this show called The Things, and it is where I take a minute to talk about some things that I might be super into right now, exciting things that have happened, like events, accomplishments, sometimes stuff that might be really difficult to talk about right now. Um, But this is just a little section for me to talk about that kind of stuff. So here are the things this week. So my thing this week is I only have one thing, and it's a podcast. Uh, When I went to work it back in November, which is a women's podcast festival, I met a ton of people learned a ton of stuff and was turned on to a ton of new podcasts. And one of the podcasts that I've been listening to lately is called Podcast Podcast. And what's really funny is that they are a podcast about podcasts. Um, And the hosts are Lauren and Eric, and they talk about podcasts and they let you know like what you should be listening to right now or what they're super into. And it's really been helpful to help me find even more podcasts. And the show is really silly and fun. They have things like Segment Segment and Jingle Jangle and No Comment. Uh, And there's a ton of other stuff that they do on there that's just really awesome and if you like a podcast that's silly and fun but also is informative and helps you find new media this is the show for you and I'm super happy that I found it and I hope you check it out they are also on Apple Podcasts just like us so check them out so this is actually an episode that I recorded a while ago um, that we've had in the archives for a little bit. Um, so if you know me, you know I love Disney. <laughs> and a while back, I found a podcast called The Dysfunctional Podcast. And it's hosted by these two amazing guys, Adam and RJ. And one day, RJ messaged me on Instagram and said that we should do an episode swap. And I was, first of all, stunned, but also excited that another podcast wanted to hang out, and especially one that I listened to so much. And that was before I knew how amazing and like awesome and supportive this community is so that was like my first experience with like the podcast community and I'm super glad that it happened uh and so back when I went to Orlando in March of 2018 we recorded this episode so like I said Adam and RJ host the dysfunctional podcast and it's a podcast about all things Disney from the perspective of two of the fiercest queens I know and they talk about the movies they talk about the parks and sometimes they talk about the Golden Girls and it's hilarious and it makes me so happy um, and they are just hilarious overall they always do it for the bit so they both live in Orlando Florida and not only do they host a podcast about Disney they also both work there And sometime before we recorded this episode, they got engaged. And so I took the opportunity to talk to them a little bit about what their relationship has been like and what brought them to this point. So here's Adam and RJ and I talking about relationships and their engagement. Cool. So I think we're going to start with just the the obvious of like w- how did you guys get together how did your relationship oh, start god well the year was 2010 Off 10. okay so no <laughs> genuinely though 
I saw a kid today at work and he had on like a class of 18 hoodie. Oh, and I had a moment where I was like, like I graduated wow. high school eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And I like real. almost pooped my pants. Like, I was like, that's too <laughs> yeah. much to handle. That's so frightening. We went to high school in 2006 and some of those kids weren't born yet. Or they're people like I don't think that's how time works, yeah. RJ. <laughs> Wait, let's do the math. 2006? No. <laughs> I don't think they're 12 years old well, graduating like, well, how, how old were they? That was when they were just starting school. Oh, okay. So yeah. that's... They that's were in young. first grade. Yeah. Okay, so we're <laughs> not answering your questions. So we met in college. We did. Um, we went to Loyola University, Chicago. Go we Ramblers. Did. We were in the same learning community uh, yeah. freshman year. It was called Arts and Society. And it basically just meant a, like the artsy kids took like three classes every semester and lived together in the same, for the first year yeah. yeah and lived in the same floor in the learning community so it's just, it's pretty much just like uh here you immediately make friends the first like three weeks so you know people. yeah it gives you a sense of i mean it gave a learning community gave me a sense of community mm-hmm. whoa wow. um but yeah so it was like we got to know those people really well and especially mm-hmm. like i came from a high school where i was the only person from my graduating class that went to loyola even of my whole and i wasn't even that far outside chicago like i'm two hours east of chicago but that was weird because i i mean i like grew up like at least you had moved Moved from the field like you yeah i had never done that before so that was like really frightening so it was nice to like have that so through that we had a class the our first theater class crafts for the stage and we were paired up and we're like because we already kind of knew each other that's really when we started becoming friends and a lot everyone in the the running joke was that like oh Adam and RJ they're like together but we weren't actually together. Yeah, I was still dating he a guy still from dating high school someone, and I had never had a boyfriend at that point. You had like just come out. Yeah. You I were like freshly out, out of yep. the closet. Mm-hmm. Which his personality was not different. So I just want to like so make that very clear. So he was like in the closet, but the like door was open. Yeah. yeah. And it was very obvious. Yeah. <laughs> and the running gag was that we were that everyone was just saying that like, oh, you guys are actually together, but we weren't. And it wasn't until junior year of college where we actually were like, Oh, this is what we're supposed to do next. Like this is yeah. how this friendship evolves. Yes. Is to our Pokemon evolved. Yeah. To a Charmeleon. Sure. So were you living together before you were We together? were roommates freshman year. No. That's yes. No, we were not roommates freshman year. Oh, you sorry. lived with neighbors. Martin. I met neighbors. I totally met neighbors. So like our <laughs> yeah, we were like next door next to each door other neighbors, and yeah. I would like come out and hang out all the time and we, all the time. So I had like the I had a corner room and I had it all to myself for the second semester. But I was like I spent a lot of time over in RJ's room mm-hmm. and we would just watch the Golden Girls. So then the three of us when sophomore year came around, then we moved in together into a dorm. And then junior year, you and I and then our two friends, Allie and Angela, who are also in the theater department, they we all got out an apartment together. together. And we lived together for two years. Mm-hmm. Junior and senior year. I just remember being like, we were like, we were friends, but we can like sleep in the same room. That's totally fine. Yeah, we were like. <laughs> For like months. Yeah. But I was still seeing someone and you weren't. You were dating around at that I was, that oh, if that's what you want to call it. Yeah. I mean, that's a very nice compliment to pay what I was doing. <laughs> what you were doing at yeah. that. Your dark time. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then through that, we were like, oh, like this, we should actually be dating. But it, we didn't tell anyone until like 
a month like two months after well yeah because so the scariest thing was like we were best friends yeah truly and i think the reason we waited was because like we were like whatever hooking up is great i enjoy you so much but like god forbid this doesn't work like i don't want other people to know that this happened why because we I was so worried that I would lose you as a friend mm-hmm. if like something, something went wrong. Yeah. So then I was like, if nobody else knows, then we have to keep being friends because yeah. then they'll be so like, why I, like, are you just not be, friends anymore? Right. Like, it's just like, oh. Right. So then I was like, that, that was, was like our, yeah. that, that was, was like the, our insurance like, plan. <laughs> <laughs> that was always the thing. Like why we never said it to anyone for the longest time because we were like, it has to be. And then it, it got to a point like we were starting to tell a few of our close friends. Yeah. Just so, because like we were like, we, yeah, because we were like, we need, we need another opinion. It can't just be us two back and forth. Right. And they were like, if you really are that good of a friend, then you'll go and ride this along. And if something were to happen, you'll overcome it. Like, that's the point of being like really strong friends. And something. also like trusting. Yeah. And so we're like, well, I guess. Which is horrifying. Yeah. So that summer, I was just like, let's, let's just post it on Facebook. <laughs> and everyone thought June it was 8th. a joke. June 8th. Yeah. I just picked it. Um, and everyone thought it was a joke. Well, also, like hold a, on. RJ has not chosen the most saucy detail oh. <laughs> of how we got together. RJ was dating I someone. I was dating someone at the time. When, uh-huh. it, uh, when the Pokemon evolved. Oh. So um, that had to end. I did not realize end. that the Pokemon was evolving at that precise moment. That had to end. And then there was also like a bit of like you didn't want to make it public because he was still friends with you on Facebook and you didn't you didn't want to like rub his face in it. Yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah. But then apparently you didn't care anymore because you're an awful person. Whoa. I just want to remind everyone Whoa. of that. No, we got Let to the a record point, show. We got to a point where it was like, we it's have silly to move, not to. We have yeah. to move on. Yeah. I just want to come in and say that <laughs> I, I like to think that my relationship is pretty strong mm-hmm. and it evolved kind of in a similar oh, way yeah, yeah, where yeah. we were like, by we, I mean me, was not being <laughs> always being the on, most honorable person, and then was like, wait, why don't I just like, you know? Make I will say move. you only were dating him for a week after. It was like five, six days. Oh, and then after, you were like, that's kind of. And then end. you were, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like, a, but I will say, in those five and six days, the Pokemon. Wow, Are you talking about the Pokemon. Just I'm talking about everything. Yeah. There was a lot. There was. There was, there was more than lot. enough evidence that he needed to break up. <laughs> yeah. It like all came out. I was like, and then Adam was like, why, then why are you still doing this? And I was like, yeah. you're right. <laughs> you were like, we were in like a five guys and you were like, yeah, I, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to break up with him. And I was like, because that's probably. Because he was there with his friends. Remember yeah. we were eating. And we were just like, huh, yeah, in. this is still normal and yeah, everything we that you know it buddies. is. And he's like, so my God. But he guessed it, didn't he? He was like, I knew something was up. Yeah. <laughs> so that so then and then from, And then when we finally did it on Facebook, um a lot of our friends thought it was a joke, but then we just kind of like lived it up, like lived our truth and then it was like slowly like, "Wait. Oh." And then and now like, here we are. Now here we are. We 5 kind of just, years later, 5 yeah. years in June. That's insane. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to throw up thinking about and, it. And 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 recently engaged. And recently oh, engaged. God. Yes, that is true. So culturally there's a difference here Mm -hmm. um and what how does that play in your relationship is that something that was difficult for you guys in any way um was there a particular part about 
your culture, like maybe with your family, that was difficult? Well, I remember the first time I ever visited Adam's family in South Bend, Why Indiana. do you feel like you're going to drag me right now? <laughs> and I truly, I truly was like, there's not a single person of color I've seen in this entire trip. That's real. That doesn't work in a restaurant. Yeah, that's real. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm, I, I had a lot of body issues. I still do. But at that time I was like, you, said, you were so confident about that like, though. But I, mean, like, I still do. I still do. I thank still you very do much. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Um, I, I think was, I look horrible. <laughs> thank you. But I, I, when I was there, I was like, everyone is large. Like yeah, so, so RJ <laughs> lived in Phoenix mm-hmm. when he was in high school. Yeah. And it's a lot of old people. It's a lot of old people, but it's still like it ha- it's not on the West Coast, but it has the West Coast mentality it's like of like it's, it's going like outside of, and like yeah. living your truth out there. Of Texas and But we don't California. do that in in the Midwest. We can't eat. half the year we can't go outside yeah. cuz we'll die of the cold. So that was fun for me cuz I genuinely had a culture shock. I was like, "Oh, I am in the Midwest." Um, we were at a Hold on, I'll tell you the moment. That we <laughs> We were at a Hulahans? No, we were at a Barnaby's, at a Barnaby's, which is a local pizza place that is, wait for it, <laughs> medieval England themed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let that <laughs> let that ruminate for a minute. You know how they eat pizzas all the time? After a good jam. You know, a pizzeria <laughs> from <laughs> Mary like a, Queen of Scots. Like, like a medieval time. Yes. But they, but they yes. serve pizza. No, no, and so show. dark. Just the pizza. So dark. It's so dark in there. No show, just and pizza. Literally, yeah, no show, just every pizza. time we go inside, my mom always makes a joke like, I bet they're getting lawsuits left and right about how dark it is in here. And I'm like, yeah, mom, I know. Because that's humor in India. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Oh, uh, yeah. And so, like, I don't know. It was, I, so I had just moved from the Philippines like four years ago before meeting Adam in college. Five. Five. Oh, yeah. How old were you when you moved? I moved when I was 13. You're in eighth grade, Manila, right? From the Philippines to Phoenix, Arizona. We Our school only ended up to seventh grade in the Philippines. So, so I had to do eighth grade, which I'm glad that I did because that was basically my year to assimilate. Mm-hmm. I used that year to be like, okay, what is, how do the kids speak? What's the slang? Did you already you know? have not an accent when you came? I felt like I had a very... Like, I had this accent like this where it's very, like, rough and, you know, like, I learned English. I felt like that's how I sounded all the time when but I was But you eight. don't think you actually did? I don't know. Because hmm. when I would ask my friends, I'd be like, you're, you're fine. A lot of Nickelodeon helped. You um, said friends helped. You said friends, you learned yeah, your accent from friends. Yeah, I watched a lot friends. of friends. I watched all the seasons of Friends. Um, and Sex in the City, but don't tell my mom. So, I used that year to assimilate, pretty much. And... But the thing with, I don't know, I feel like our cultural differences, there's the family aspect of it, which is like the Filipino like lifestyle and family is very like, I don't know. The Catholic. the Very yeah. Catholic. I'm very Protestant. Mm-hmm. Well, Indiana is very Protestant. The Midwest is very yeah. Protestant, I should say. Are you guys religious at all? Like on <sighs> your own? That's a conversation. That is a conversation. <laughs> I will say, okay. I think this is what the turning point for me was. I took a religion and society class okay. in, in Loyola in in college. And that truly opened my eyes to be like, oh, 
religion is just a construct a construct a ritual because people need a thing to explain how the world works mm-hmm. yeah that's check, so, out, check out episode six of <laughs> who knows for more on religion. <laughs> and at that point i was like oh so then like all of the things that i like i had like a huge moment of like everything that i've done in since i was a kid that was like religious and why i never felt like a connection to it was because it was just kind of like thing that people did mm-hmm. um so i mean like i'll go to mass when i'm at home because my mom's gonna say something mm-hmm. um but i don't i don't think of myself as religious so like that was part of the like culture clash but then also like we've never really talked about this but i feel like class too not saying that oh, like yeah. you know just because in the philippines i was more like upper middle class because my dad was in the military and my mom was like a nurse mm-hmm. and then when we moved over here like we were just immigrants so like and like my mom was just a nurse and my dad just worked like a regular like nine to five mm-hmm. so it like I had to experience that. But then, like, when I went to college, I didn't realize that, like, I still had a lot of privilege. A lot, like, a- like Adam didn't have. Like, I went to private school all my life. Your parents are still married. My parents are still married. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just a lot of stuff. Yeah. But, like, yeah. my family structure and how I was raised is, is different from Adam's. And, like... You don't have student debts. <laughs> yeah. Like, stuff like that. Because, I don't either. Because, like, my family... You know family- what? <laughs> I'm going to set both of you on fire. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, for it's me, like... so awful. That, well, that thing for me was, like, because it's... In my culture, the, my parents are like, we take care of education, you take care of work after, you know, right. that's all done. Yeah. So that's why they were always like, no, we're going to do, we're going to take care of that. Yeah. That's kind of how it is in my family, yeah. too. I mean, I'm not saying that my mom, like, doesn't. But she's, you know, yeah. But she's like, you know, but you also, were raised by a single mother. There's also no way I could have gone to Loyola if it had been like, my mom's going to pay for everything. Yeah. I had to take out loans. Yeah. So I feel like that, cool. that <laughs> and that part like has come up recently, I feel like, just because also food. Food's a big cultural divider. I, yeah, for us. I was wondering about that. So the entire basis of the Filipino diet is um vinegar. vinegar. And it's vinegar is my least favorite <laughs> oh. everything. Adam everything about vinegar is awful to Adam me. Adam does not like pickles. No. Mm. I just hate anything that vinegar touches. Except I'm like fine with ketchup. But like that's different. And yeah, most of the food there's in all the, the there's all the sugar to yeah. to cover up. Yeah, exactly. most of the food in the Philippines is like either spiced or cooked with or seasoned with vinegar. Yes, a lot of it. So, I so mean, what, he tries everything. I do. Were there like points in your relationship where like those things came up for the first time, and one of you like you with you were like, "What do you mean?" Like, yeah, what? I had to like. I don't understand. Oh, it had to so think much about and so, so many. That's a real oh, thing. So RJ, yes. like, yeah. I don't think I think a lot of people would assume that you are first generation American instead of being an actual immigrant from mm-hmm. the Philippines because you do you have like a really good vocabulary. Thank you. It's oh called my God. It's called code switching. What? I think code switching means like if you're like an immigrant or like you have different identities, you it's the it's the like practice of like you have to switch like I depending to, on who you're with depending on who i'm with oh, okay, so like okay. i'm more filipino when i'm with my family right okay or like when i meet someone that's filipino i'm very you know like that and mm-hmm. then when i'm with new people i'm very like this perfect american <laughs> <laughs> so um as good as his english is and everything um there was like a time where he would say so many grass and so much oranges 
Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like the weirdness mm-hmm. of that? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I had to be like, no, you're not. That's not how. You mean so many. You mean so much grass yeah. and so many oranges. Yeah. Not the other way around. And like the first time. That was ever... like a one thing. But like the first time he had corrected me in that, I like was like, oh, no one's ever called me out on something like that before. It was And did you, how did you feel? Well, <laughs> well, Adam. And I, don't, I don't know. For me, sometimes <laughs> when there's like something that like a significant other call, calls you you're out like, on. Yeah, you're oh, like, I feel yeah, like really self-conscious right now. You're looking yeah, at me because like, what's like happening? Built up that like, trust yeah. And, like, and then you're the, like, my safe person just mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. did something that just I didn't think that they grammar. would do. Yeah. Um, no, I, rem- I definitely remember like being like taken aback by it. And like, it was still in Chicago. I remember yeah. this conversation. Actually. Yeah. It was outside because, our apartment. Yep. Because it ended up becoming a conversation of like the judgment that I felt. Yeah. Yeah about it because it's almost saying like you were raised wrong yeah yeah you know? yeah because it becomes like a cultural judgment yeah. there and so like trying to find that like no like i'm not there's no passing judgment of like how you were raised or anything like that um there was like another example of that i feel like that's more powerful. i can't think of language but i can think of things that you've been offended by that i have like teased you about um, I do remember I, language. The we shops don't say in your house. Yeah, we don't say we don't say genders. We don't say he or she. This is actually something that Maria and I talked about mm-hmm. because I was like, when when I started first learning about transgender, I was like, the the they them. Mm-hmm. I I was like talking to her one day, and I was like this that's so hard like how do you like how that doesn't make any sense and she was like well actually it kind of does make sense to me because and like um because she's peruvian yeah um mm. and so she her episode was really good episode two everybody loved or it was actually episode three three <laughs> everybody You're not a real stan aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm> just, <laughs> yeah no everybody loves it was very that good episode. it was about money it was very good but yeah so that I that was one of the first things that I because I mean I I grew up in South Florida so I yeah. was like around lots of different mm-hmm. culture mm-hmm. and I was like okay like this is like I'm I was used to being around that but I I'd never like there was like those little nuances about like yeah. the way that you guys talk that I had never experienced and when she explained that to me I was like oh that's interesting that's why I say he all the time because I'm not used to having to decide no now you say she all the time now I say she all the time <laughs> but that's because of RuPaul. drag <laughs> because of drag <laughs> culture um yeah and then there's just stuff like i have hesitancy sometimes to share about like how i was raised and like growing up in my culture just because it's like when i try to explain it it's like sounds so bonkers like here like having a nanny or like having a driver but in the philippines it's like uh, there's like, still i think domestic work is still domestic work way is still a, more yeah. appre- not appreciated but just um prevalent it's, than yeah. i think it is in america but are they are those people paid decently so it, how when i was growing up they were like lived in they lived there like they live at the house uh-huh it's like in um call me by your name yeah where there's just like housekeepers. yeah they just live there and then um they get paid monthly and then they are like they can go home if whenever they want to like if they were like i want to like take a couple you know like a week off or whatever blah 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 they do that like the the housekeepers that i had growing up my nanny she was actually like studying to be a teacher at the same time mm-hmm. so like in the morning she would while i'm at school she was at school teaching and then like she would come home and then like make sure i did my homework and blah blah blah, blah and like took care of the house so it was just like 
I don't know. It's like, yes, it's still part of that culture of like the wage, uh, the gap is very, very mm-hmm. like wide. But I don't know. I think the interesting thing about dating you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, God. Is like a lot of your childhood, if you were American, is very like upper class mm-hmm. yeah like you like hearing that you had a nanny and stuff yeah me, I'm like, like I that's was, crazy yeah because right? i was raised by a single mother too yeah. right exactly so like that's wild to me yeah. but your american experience is dominated so much by the fact of your race than yeah. it is by your class which is also like nuts so yeah. like you live in this like liminal space <laughs> that i don't think i I don't think when I when we first like met or even started dating after we had been friends for a few years, I don't even think I appreciate it as much as I like understand it now. Because um, I also think about how hard that must have been for your parents to go from like not necessarily affluence, but like comfort, comfort, and, like, being, and then yeah. coming here and being like we're just like regular middle class, yeah. if even like maybe lower middle class not yeah. necessarily especially but in like, the beginning like we lived in like a two be- small two bedroom well and apartment. also yeah and i mean and your brother's autistic so like that's another mm-hmm. added layer of like just nonsense like and tomfoolery yeah i know it's just <laughs> yeah. a lot of like family like situations mm-hmm. that like i've always kept to myself because no one needs to know about that like no one needs to know that like my dad used to be in the air force and now he's just working like as a you know normal job in the police and like, used to like run the air force yeah and my dad and my mom used to be a neurosurgeon's nurse and then like the first couple of weeks here she just couldn't keep up like she because she like transferred to basically the same role neurosurgeon. okay yeah. yeah 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 and like she couldn't keep up because she was you know like 50 at the time and was like i can't do this mm-hmm. even though i know what i'm doing so she ended up going back to being a bedside nurse and like that's what she's been doing you know like mm-hmm. and was it be and like that was just because maybe it was the language barrier it was culture like you know it was a lot of all that stuff your mom still has a really thick accent too yeah um and so there was just a lot of stuff that i kept and then my brother yeah who who he's autistic he's high functioning but he is very high adhd so like he can't focus but he can you know he's verbal he can he talks and understands things so when you guys got together and like you started getting closer was this were these things something that you hadn't really shared with anybody else? Not really. Do you think no. that that is one of the things that like really bonds you guys together? Is that I think so because I never felt I never f- yeah yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so you you just think- went to the Philippines yeah for two weeks mm-hmm. and like during it like he was like texting me or whatever blah 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 and. There were so many things he was like, I can't believe I hadn't told you about this. And I think while you were gone, I also then realized, like, I think you know a lot of my childhood and Mm -hmm. my experiences because I just openly share that stuff. Because I think it's easy to access. It's easy to access because it makes sense because you live in, like, America. You can see why we're all a bunch of garbage people here. (laughs) Um, But you don't you aren't as willing to share necessarily stuff about your childhood Mm -hmm. and i don't think that's because i i mean i hope it's not because you don't trust me or something but it's i think it's just because that it's not just telling the story it's then also telling why like the culture around that exists and like having to explain every single detail as opposed to just being like i don't even like i don't even know what something is something would be like i went to like log so like 
log was love of god it was like the youth like the high school youth like church retreat which like every community has like they have a version of that so like i can like say that and be like oh like that classic trope but like he doesn't have the same way to like Mm -hmm. share that stuff with me because like i wouldn't know what Mm -hmm. necessarily that is or it would be like different like with the whole like having like domestic help like it translates differently here or has a different connotation right american culture yeah because you were like rolling in it (laughs) no not rolling in the Rolling in, in money. You were oh. rolling in money. That was well, a, it was a rich too. joke. Well, that was the thing too. Like, <laughs> I got it. Thanks so much. <laughs> the, thing, the thing with that too was that like, I was kind of telling you that I, growing up, my f- I never felt like I was upper class mm-hmm. because my parents grew up like my dad. They were both from like yeah. Because you said this. You said that. You said that you had enough money that you you were living below your means. Yes. Yeah. So like you were saving more. Yeah. But it. I wanted to ask you, is that because your parents knew they wanted to move to America and so they were like saving for that as well? Because I feel um, like that would be part of it. That's too. definitely a part of it, especially for my mom, because I think she she knew from an early age that my brother had a disability. So mm-hmm. I think she was always like, I, we can't live in the Philippines because there's nothing here. We have to go to America. Is there not like a... Not I mean, this really. is like a dumb question. There's not like a like social a, security situation. Not really. Okay. At least not enough that he could live off on his own. Because okay. here he could. Right. He could potentially. Yeah. Yeah. So even that right there, does that happen a lot? Where you're like, is that something that you had and you'll have yeah, to be like, yes have, or I no? Have to like, or like even vice versa, are you like, do you know what this is? Mm-hmm. Or like an explanatory comma where I have to like pause well, the even, conversation. And go. Well, the this other is frustrating this. thing, not frustrating, I should say, but like, like Tagalog. Yeah. I can't even like download Duo Duolingo and like learn Tagalog because like it's such a specific language mm-hmm. that like that's not just like a free like take some classes yeah. like I can't like if it was like French I'd be like sure like I can learn French but I'm not gonna like go buy a Rosetta Stone to learn yeah, Tagalog yeah, I'm so yeah. sorry I love you yeah I mean that's the other thing I thought of is like when you're friends with somebody you're like oh your culture but like when you're in a relationship mm. with somebody, when you're about to marry somebody, yeah. does that, like, do you ever feel like, oh my God, like, do I know enough about you? Like, do I, do yes. I pay enough attention to your, yes. to my, your culture? My answer, and, yes, being, yes, yes, I'm terrified at all times that I do not know <laughs> enough about him. I still don't know if you're a murderer. I don't know. I'm not a murderer. <laughs> my favorite I was not even murder. I wasn't even there. Everyone you had an alibi. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Let it be known on the record. Um, no. My I, handwriting does not match the Jean Benet Ramsey okay. ransom note. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, I mean, I feel that way too for me because it's like, like stuff with my brother. Like that's something that's, you know, that's a very real thing. Like when my parents are gone, I'm going to be his guardian. So like we have to be in agreement that like we're gonna have to take care of him in some capacity and that's a big i mean that's a big deal yeah yes it is <laughs> thank you no no it is though. no like, I, mean, I know there there was a lot like there a couple of relationships that i had been in in the past this is so awful kyle i love you i'm sorry and liz <laughs> i love you too um that's his mom i they're like relationships that i've been in, in the past like the the involvement of their mother Mm. like for, i don't know why because like and i think it's because it freaks you out like you don't know what my mom and i are like we're like buddies like we're not mm. like she i mean she is my mom and mm-hmm. she's still like it's the weenie pie but like she's also like 
where I'll be like, bitch, like, what yeah. are you doing? And she's like, she doesn't like when I say that, but I say it anyway. And she's just like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Or she'll come out and she'll be like, is this shirt ugly? Like, yeah. and like so yeah, that's yeah. kind of the relationship that I have with my mom. And she just is not she's very hands-off she's like oh mm-hmm. just like go do your thing blah blah mm-hmm. blah and then these other guys that i've dated their mom is like so involved and like yeah. like every single thing that they do and like is like they're like oh like posting on facebook about it all the time and blah blah blah. i and have like, questions yes. no i have questions okay <laughs> the were they only <laughs> only children or were they no, the only they boy had, no no they weren't the only boy no interesting that all this all this is to say that the family is like a huge part mm-hmm. of, a, of any mm-hmm. relationship but then to add in the fact that like your family is from a different country your family is from a different country than his family mm-hmm. and like adding all of that in yeah. was there ever a time where it was like stressful for like just the that dynamic was actually stressful for you guys or was it always something that you were willing to like that you obviously you're willing to work on it but was there ever a I time where I've, it was harder than another i may i have something do you have something the only thing um that i think was really scary or daunting was when we had the conversation about how at some point we will be caring for your brother mm-hmm. um because you know what that means because you've done it your whole life yeah. even though you are the baby you've still taken on that role already as like caregiver in some capacity but i am the baby of my family and i'm the true baby of my family because i'm not only the baby of the me and my two sisters i am the baby of all 12 cousins as well Mm. oh so i am like the baby and i've never had to take care of another person and i've never had to do that Mm -hmm. thing um so i think that was something that was really scary for me but i i don't know i was like i mean You'll do most of the work, so. I mean, I'm going to do, wow. <laughs> also, the work's hard. Like, he already has benefits. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. Yeah. Um, mine was always the understanding the, like, family psychology and politics of a white middle class Midwestern family. Oh. Yeah, I mean. It is. I, I mean, I'm white, but, like, Midwest, that's, like. Oh, it is another it's, like completely different. So I have, I have a theory about Florida okay. and I want you to listen to this theory and then tell me if oh, I'm wrong or if okay. I'm, if I'm right. Okay. <laughs> so I think I'm not, I think Florida because of how many people move here mm-hmm. is a good amalgamation of the rest of the country. Meaning Northern Florida is the South. Deep South. Yeah. Central Florida, I would say is very Midwestern in feeling. I, e, I like fly over. I don't have a lot of experience with your kind. <laughs> no, sure. I, I've just heard more. I've heard that I know that like yes, deep south. Yes. And then I and, and then, then I feel like, like the South Florida is a mix of literal Cuba yes. and also um like the coastal elite cities. I would like to say that a lot of South Florida, the way like the culture there mm-hmm. is very New York. Like, get out of my way. Don't talk to me. Mm -hmm. I'm rude. Not that everybody in New York is rude, but like that, like... No, everybody in New York. (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's make a declarative statement on this podcast right now. No, but like the the whole, uh, like, city life. Yes. Yes. And then I guess it does kind of make sense because like the middle of Florida is the part where I'm like... This isn't like terrible, right? Like, which There's is a like, lot of it's a lot of farmland. It's a lot of yeah. like 
ranches. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, a lot of just like, like the yeah, but open like the space. more north you get in Florida is definitely more south. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, like having to understand that like everything that I do while I'm at someone's house can be like looked at and like that could mean something or like just how understanding like we don't like this person in the family, but we're still doing this. Or like yeah, we still act yeah, this yeah, way yeah. to mm-hmm. them because oh, yeah. like is that not a thing where you're from? Where are we? We just I, I, I we just don't we're talk just... to those people. Like if we're you know what I mean? Like we just do, because well my family was always split up in different cities and towns, so like that always is a thing. Oh my god! Speaking of which, okay, so my dad and my mom are divorced. Okay. I haven't spoken to my dad since I graduated high school, okay. which was, again, eight years ago, and it makes me want to throw up. Um, so my dad's sister's son. D- oh, no, I'm sorry. Dad's sister's daughter's son. So then that's my second cousin. Mm-hmm. He married a woman a few years ago, like back when I was in high school, uh-huh. and she messaged me. <gasps> Asking for free Disney tickets? Yes. Oh in my February. God. And she was like, we're coming in April. I wanted to know if you could get park passes. We've got three kiddos and we want to make a trip, but it's going to be, we want to see if we can make it economical. And I just didn't respond mostly because like you like look at it and then you're like, ah, I don't know how to respond. And then you kind of forget. And then it doesn't like, yeah. And you know I also I mean? feel like the worst thing that you can do for anybody who works at Disney has asked them to get you in for free. Anyway, so then she sent me another message today. It's a link from a blog, and the article is titled, No, I Will Not Get You Into Disney. Then she said, I'm sorry I asked. Eek, I feel horrible now. So now I don't even know what to respond, because I now say- I feel like I have to, because again, midwestern passive aggression yeah oh yeah 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 yeah. very real yeah so now i feel like i have to be like oh no i'm so sorry i just like missed it like i would be like i think what i am glad you did your research right (laughs) i think what i truly am gonna say though is like i only have a certain amount i only have a certain amount i have to stay with you the whole day and i do not want to stay with them the whole day um also just like i can be like i i can like buy you like cheap cast member i mean i don't know cheap is the word but like discounted cast member tickets like send me money it's It's not not even it's really like ten dollars less um but also like i don't even know when they're coming i don't know if there'll be blackout dates like i don't know i don't know i need more information than like what's available you can just say it's blacked out you just lie that's what i am like so (laughs) these kinds of conversations yeah are you just like just tell them no no because sometimes i like i in my like my thought process was like well if that was my aunt i would make up a convoluted lie to being like i only have so many and blah 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 blah, and so i can't i'm sorry Mm. but still that like the what you were talking about before with the family dynamic of like yeah. we're not talking to this person and exactly we're doing that like and... i know it's awkward but I, like i would just not have that connection with that person anyway yeah like i wouldn't be friends with them on facebook anyway because i wouldn't know them yeah yeah but being friends with them is the only way i find out if family members died that's, that's also real oh, yeah. yeah um we're just unpacking unpacking unpacking, so unpacking. no that's real though <laughs> like one of the biggest things that i think i've really appreciated especially within the past year with um, the administration is just like how much the immigration topic has now been personalized for me. Yeah, that is so um, true. Talk about that. Because like, <laughs> obviously that. like, 
none of us who are white are from America. Yeah. Let's start there. Um, but it's obviously far enough back that like, it doesn't matter. We did it the right way. Mm. Quote unquote. I think that a lot of things that have happened in the past year regarding like bans on per, per, Purple up Persians. I was going to say persons and people, but that's not a word. People um, coming to America and then um, just like the entire like dreamers, the entire like immigration conversation. I've had to like think about it in a way that I don't, I, I don't necessarily know if my view, like my opinion has changed, I would say, but I think that it's made it more real. Mm-hmm. We Do you watch One Day at a Time, the mm-hmm. Netflix show? Mm-hmm. Oh, my, you must. Okay. There was an episode in this season where he, where it truly is about it like Rita Moreno plays the grandma and they realize that she's not an American citizen she just has her green card and she doesn't want to get her green card because like if she if she has to if she has to be I'm sorry yes if she doesn't want to become an American citizen because if she does then she has to renounce Mm -hmm. like part of it is you have to renounce your citizenship to technically in the eyes of America I am just an American and did the Philippines too like i I am an American citizen now, so I've renounced my Philippine identity. identity. I mean, it's not necessarily that. I mean, I'm still language. very <laughs> Right. But I think that was like a part of it. When they're having the conversation, um, the granddaughter, Elena, she like starts crying because she was saying like, today they might not be sending home people with green cards, but tomorrow they may start. Like it's, Mm -hmm. uh, it's so scary how real this can be. And I think that was something that was like really shocking. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just something, something that you didn't, you, if you were in white, white couple, you, you wouldn't have to worry about that. But I wouldn't have to think about it. Yeah. You would never, that would never cross your, like, that's something that I, when I, that's when I was like, Whoa, talk about that. I was like, I didn't even, I don't think about that ever. Yeah. Was there an article that we read about how homosexual couples are, have more interracial relationships than heterosexual couples percentage wise? Was that a thing? Sure. Did I make that up? That's, I mean, I, I I buy that. I buy that. Yeah. I think that if RJ and I are walking down the street um, and we're holding hands, I think people will see first that we are two men. And not that we are. Not that we are a white white guy and a Filipino and an Mm -hmm. Asian guy. But if I think we were a straight couple and I was a white guy and you were... God forbid, hold a woman's hand. God forbid. (laughs) Um... I don't want cooties, but um, and then they would say, "Oh, that lesbian couple." Yeah, that beautiful lesbian couple walking down the street. No, um, then I think they would see race. race. Yeah, RJ, what do you want to say? That I've what I've learned most about you, or like what I've taken. What you, yeah, what is yeah. what is one of what is one of the biggest things this relationship has taught you? It's I think with Adam, it was more like personal, like realizations that like. I deserve to like like myself and like be happy. I know what you mean. Like <laughs> it was more of like self value and self worth. Yeah, because yeah, like yeah. so. This is okay. This is really dumb. I truly felt that I was like uh, had deep feelings for Adam before we actually started dating. Like I think I don't. I think I've told you this before. Maybe yes, you did. Okay, but like I 
had thoughts about like telling like my friends like my friend Allie to be like is it possible to be in love with like two people because I love Adam but I also love my boyfriend right now but I always hesitated to kind of following those impulses because I always felt like I wasn't like well I'm not his type so it's not gonna happen because of your race or no just just because of like how I looked I like it was more of like a body like body thing okay gay culture gay culture and that thing too like especially in chicago where like the gay we have a neighborhood called boys town boys town and it's very very like homogenous every guy looks the same Mm -hmm. it's that like skinny but fit Mm -hmm. (laughs) like twink look yeah and um it's just like you have to look that way perfectly hair yes and so I, I mean, like being there, I was like, I don't like, I, I'm not this. So clearly, I'm not like worthy to like oh, okay. be in a relationship where I am attracted. And, and like you've like like he fits that type. So like that well, or like. Thank you so much. <laughs> what a wonderful know. compliment. <laughs> let's talk know. about that some more. <laughs> let's go so let's unpack no, that. My, <laughs> that's my favorite new phrase. Let's unpack that. <laughs> no, it was more of just well, kind of, but it was the whole like you know like white twink like yeah yeah idea of like okay that's what I have to be, but I'm not that yeah. So obviously he's not gonna like me. Mm-hmm. I felt like Adam did a lot of work just to like get all that gunk out of me to be like no, that's not that is the that's not true. Well, you did a lot of that with an enema. Okay, <laughs> but I'm bummed. But I'm. Um, no, yeah, it's it's like he definitely taught me that like you, what you are right now, like that is worthy. And like that helped me out like in college when like I was trying to be an actor and like going for roles. Yeah. And then going into like the actual working field and like trying to like brand myself. And, like it all stemmed from that. Like he he definitely helped me like not only like enjoy myself, but like also like, you know, give me that self-worth. Which sucks that I had to like do it, be- like I had to get it from someone else. Well, I think because I feel like that defeats the purpose. Well, no, I think that for because I'm going through a lot of this currently. One of the things that has helped me mm-hmm. is just realizing that the people around you want you to succeed, and yeah. they like they don't like you because. You're for like for me and I mean maybe for I don't this another thing is like I want to do a male body positivity episode because yeah. I don't know what that experience is like at all oh, let me tell you <laughs> um but like for me I have to tell myself all the time like Kyle is not with me because I'm a size two mm-hmm. Kyle is not with me because of these things that are yeah. like all these physical things about me and that is apparent because he tells me that mm-hmm. and I love him and I believe him and I, why wouldn't I believe him? Yeah. That being something that has helped you mm-hmm. take you to those realizations on your own and like strengthen on your own yeah. with that being the starting point of it, I think is good. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it strengthens, it strengthens a relationship because mm-hmm. not only were you able to open up to him about all of these things with your culture, but you're able to open up with all, about all of those other very personal things. Yeah. And that is good that that bonds your relationship together. Cause that's a strong foundation for me. It was always like, cause I went to an all boys school too, all my life. Wow. And like all of the, and when I was at school, it was always like the athletes were like the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. I always like compartmentalized that as like, that's just how it was. Mm-hmm. And then like through college, like 
all of that just like came out. I was like, oh crap, like this is why, you know, like just all these feelings that I had about myself that I just thought that like, but that's like, you know, everyone hates themselves. Like, you know, you know, and so, yeah. so like having to learn like, no, that's not normal that you don't think of yourself as worthy or like, and I think in a relationship, it's like tricky because you have to kind of downplay all of that in order to like hook them like mm-hmm. to get them in, yeah, them in. Yeah, yeah. and then once and then you're in like, it's like I'm hey a mess. here are <laughs> this is all, these are all my, here's my baggage of shit here's yeah. the baggage yeah and i think we did a good job with our baggage because we were best friends first yeah that i think that's the helped. thing like when i have friends or whatever who are like how is it like like i'm having this trouble in my relationship like how do you and rj overcome mm-hmm. this and i'm like already, i don't even know because we already we were friends for so long mm-hmm. before we became boyfriends okay. and then whatever that like i don't even know i don't have like an easy way to tell you right. how to like do like okay so when i was out in la i was visiting my friend ari and she was saying like da 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 i have these jealousy issues and da 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 like whatever else and she was like how do you and rj get over it and i was like i'm not jealous of rj because and he's not jealous of me because we have both seen each other be with other people before us. Right. Yeah. Like he saw me in my sinful times <laughs> and I, you were with Kevin before you were with me. So like we, it's not like, like this weird, like you were chaste and pure before I met you. Like mm-hmm. I know that you existed as a human being before mm-hmm. that day. We had seen each other in our best and our worst before, way before we actually started dating none of those problems ever came up yeah it's like sad sometimes when we tell people like well like the only thing we've ever fought about is like french fries <laughs> that and um oh black, black elsa. elsa that's because real. i had oh, feel we like at the at the at california, california. Adventure. I, was, how do you say the name of that theater hyperion hyperion yes because like i had thoughts of like well you know some people will think it's bad and then he says, oh my but, God. That's, but, and we had like we a full f- on fight. Oh. Like we couldn't like talk to each other. And that was the, yeah. for two days. And that was the extent of it. And then afterwards we were like, I mean, if the only thing that we would fight about is, you know, black race, Elsa, yeah, <laughs> racial yeah. expression I will say, like, in entertainment. It, we're like, we're I'm, okay. I don't even know how people who like have like different political views oh, like yeah. be in relationships like that is when wild I see those, to me when i see those things are like she's a democrat he's a republican I'm like i can't no i can't like, i don't I even just, like what conversations can you have yeah. i would just be sh- fighting constantly yeah they must are very they must be really good at like well we'll just let it let it lie well i mean there are stuff that kyle and i disagree on where i'm like god <laughs> well, the guy that i did for adam kevin he was very conservative but only because his dad was a raging conservative and so like his his mindset was very jaded and when i had to like explain to him that like no sweetie like affirmative action is there is a validity to it because for years like, like they weren't a lot you know stuff like that I just yeah. Have to yeah, yeah. like you're not seeing it in the other way i'm glad we don't have that problem yeah yeah it would be exhausting yeah, but I think that's a Especially gay thing now, too. My that, God. I think it might be a gay thing too because we, we as a culture, like as a gay culture, tend to like the like tend to have to fight for specific things. Sure, you know? I don't speak for the log cabins. I know, but I'm, not, yeah. I'm not speaking for everyone. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we got lucky on that. Yeah. yeah. So tip 
make a Fuck friend. Fuck your best friend. Yeah. Have sex with your best friend. Wait like two, three years. And really get to know them. Really, get really to know decide them. if they're worth it. Really get to know them. Really see them at their worst. And Take I Take a look at like worst. pictures of their parents and be like, can I wake up to that yeah. in 40 years? And then like three or All four right. years later, make your move. Thank you all so much for listening. And like I said, it is so good to be back. I hope that you got something out of this episode, whether it be a new perspective on relationships or just a good laugh because Adam and RJ are really good for that. And make sure that you check out their show, The Dysfunctional Podcast. I'm going to link all their stuff in the show notes of this episode. And as always, we encourage you to have conversations like these with the people in your life. And especially if they're hilarious, that's even better. Uh, The more conversations like these we have, the less we feel so alone trying to figure out life and the closer we feel to those that we love. If you, yes, you, you, right there if you want to stay up to date with episode releases or see cute pictures of cats you can follow us on instagram and twitter at who knows pod we are also on facebook at who knows we feature pets on our instagram story every day we release a new episode so if you want to send us a picture of your cat or your dog who has a chinchilla send it to me and we will feature them on the story every time we release a new episode you can also visit our website at whoknowspod.com. And if you want to send us any questions, we can answer them on the show. Uh, you can email us at podcastwhoknows at gmail.com. And that is also where you can find our Patreon. It's at the bottom of the homepage. There's a little picture of Claude. Go check it out. Become a patron. You will not regret it. We would love to have you. The best way to support us besides the Patreon is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you hate us, you know, I just want to give you a big hug because I'm all about love. So go and review us. This episode was hosted by me, Taylor Dankovich, edited and produced by Maria Wortel. Our intro music is by Chris Williams, and our outro music is Links by Softaware. Who knows who's out there, but hope you're having a good new year, and we love you, and thanks for listening. Hire me to do your soundtrack for your next epic film. I got you.